The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello everyone, once again, it's your boy Vince The Voice and this is Black Mental Matters, the program, the podcast designed to help eradicate the stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. I hope all is well for you and yours since the last we've been together. I tell you, I've been busy and I hope you have been too. You know, while I go through my daily routines i'll listen to different podcasts and national public radio and one really struck me that talked about postpartum depression with women and statistics show that up to 20 percent of women develop a what's called perinatal mental health illness like depression anxiety obsessive compulsive disorder or psychosis either during pregnancy or in the year after giving birth fellas i'm telling you man your woman wasn't just tripping but nothing for black women the risk is almost twice that much however few black women get the necessary help to treat it researchers claim they aren't exactly clear on the reasons but one obstacle for sure to treatment for black women and postpartum depression and all those things around pregnancy is that stigma around mental health issues within our community so we're going to talk about this ladies i'm with you i, I want to help you with this and so you lock it in get ready to learn this is black mental matters and it starts right now once again we are back and black it is black mental matters how you doing makiba reed johnson <laughs> i'm doing great i'm loving to use my full government name like that i'm doing great vince your, how are you doing today your government name. <laughs> my full government social security name yeah <laughs> oh it's all good i'm vincent DePaul bailey so there you go I, that's uh -oh. how instead of vince the voice <laughs> there you go. We, we'll put it out there like that and thank you so much you've been doing good since because it's been in a couple couple weeks since we produced a new show, but I'm really excited about this one today. Very excited. You yes. Know? Yes, me too. So we have with us, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I especially want my fellas out there to listen in. We about to learn things that, uh, you know, not only do we not know, but scared to ask about because you could get your head bit off. I'm telling you because <laughs> if you don't handle this right, we have with us today the prenatal wellness coach, none other than Christina Lumpkin and the crowd goes crazy. <laughs> perinatal. Perinatal. That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. What? <laughs> the perinatal. I'm going to get it right. It's see, okay. fellas, that's what happens. We say the wrong things. <laughs> And see, and we bite your head off. And you bite, bite our head off because, fellas, whether you know it and I know you know this, that you know when you talk about pregnancy, new motherhood, and things like that, there could be a roller coaster of emotions going on in your household. Highs are very high, lows can feel disappointing at best and life threatening at worst. And so, we want to uh, today explore perinatal wellness. Yes. 
with Christina. And uh, first of all, thank you, Christina, for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to share this information today and, and answer any questions you have. Well, we got a lot because uh, when you talk oh, okay. you talk about baby blues, that's what people say, the baby blues. Uh, so, so first mm-hmm. of all, the, what is uh, perinatal wellness? What, what would we say that is? Okay, so perinatal wellness encompasses any part of the spectrum through motherhood from the trying to conceive and actual conception phase through pregnancy and into postpartum, meaning after baby arrives. So um, the term for moms who are trying to conceive is TTC. And, you know, some women, they may get pregnant quickly, but there are some moms who maybe they're, they've struggled with infertility issues and or they've tried multiple times. They've dealt with um, miscarriages, infant loss. So all of that falls under the TTC umbrella of trying to conceive. And it's important to understand that's a part of motherhood, too. You know, and that definitely affects when you're talking about moms navigating highs and lows. The experiences you have when you're trying to conceive, that can be an important factor. And that, that definitely affects your your mental health down the line and through pregnancy if you're navigating that. Um, during pregnancy, that term would be prenatal. So prenatal care, prenatal health, that means you're pregnant, you're still a child or children if you're having multiples. And again, that's just tied to pregnancy. And then postpartum, like I said, is after baby arrives. What's happening technically People tend to refer to postpartum through the first year postpartum, but people need to understand, number one, postpartum is forever. If you had a baby, you can be postpartum for the rest of your life. But number two, it takes a full two years for moms to mentally, physically, and emotionally Mm -hmm. recover from childbirth. And I don't think that's emphasized enough because even though it's a blessing, um, like right now I have three healthy babies and I'm I'm really blessed, but... Yes, praise the Lord. They they get them on nerves, but I love them, and I'm a, I'm gonna stand beside them. Okay. Um, you know, I have three healthy babies, but I also, you know, childbirth is traumatic. Even yes. if you don't have a negative experience, even, even if you have a positive experience, different story for a different day. I've had different experiences in, in my delivery experiences, but the bottom line is, again, mentally, physically, and emotionally, it takes time for moms to heal. Yes. And again, anywhere from trying to conceive, pregnant, and thereafter, talking about really years of time mm. that, that mm. we're going through all these changes physically, mentally, and emotionally. And even when you mentioned the highs and lows, for example, I was reading one time about how during pregnancy, your estrogen levels are so high that it's equivalent to having like a hundred birth control pills in a day, like what? sky high estrogen. Yeah. Wow. Sky wow. high. So we're talking about highs and lows. You got to remember wow. in addition to not even including what's happening in your personal life and challenges you may have had during this entire phase. You have sky high estrogen, which is why we have glowing hair and skin and nails during pregnancy. Postpartum, the estrogen levels just plummet. Oh. That's what, that's why you see the hair loss, energy level, um, all these changes and some of the moves, some of it is tied to hormonal changes. Okay. And that's just one hormone estrogen. That doesn't even include if you're breastfeeding or not breastfeeding, all those things. So the bottom line is we're navigating all these different changes. So again, when you're trying to conceive, what was that journey like for you during your pregnancy? What kind of pregnancy did you have? Was it high risk? Um, you know, your birthing experience, what, did you have a positive birthing experience? Was it a traumatic birthing experience? I can go on and on about all the different things that women are navigating in these spaces. But when you take all of that and bundle it with personal, personal experiences, that's where when it comes to mental health, you know, each of us may struggle with different things. All of our experiences are so varied, so it's hard to say what you may go through. But even if you're not curled up crying in the corner, um, being a mom and navigating all those changes with your body and your life, it's, it can be hard and consuming. 
Wow. And exhausting. You know, people take mm-hmm. all this for granted. But as you talked about that, I mean, I look back, my, my, my children are grown, but I remember, you know, when my wife was pregnant and yeah, there was uh, those emotions and things. And then the actual delivery, I remember the doctor say, okay, you can come in here. I stayed in that room for like 30 seconds. And I said, baby, I'm going to be outside. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> it was like, I, was, uh-uh. I waited out in the hallway, you know, and then I came back in there. That was, and then, of course, after the fact, there's the baby, you know, and, um, you know, that that the whole life changed. Uh, so I can, mm-hmm. my hat is off. If, if every woman in the world want to send me a cash app right now, I, I'm going to send you some money. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for what you put up with with us. Good Lord. For us. <laughs> Give me a son. And, I got your and, son. <laughs> and, and you know what? It, it's, it's so it's interesting, um, both Christina and Vince, when you look back on over the years, like 50 years ago, men weren't even allowed in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when my mother gave birth, she actually told me that she was knocked out, like unconscious. Like they mm. knocked her out and then gave me to her after... I mean, she didn't see me being born. She like the, the you know, the anesthesia, whatever they were using back then was so powerful that, you know, mm. she wasn't lucid when she gave birth. So so when you're looking at just through the years, how this information has changed with, you know, I, I don't even think we have the term perinatal, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, we had the book, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. Everybody was so excited about that. Mm. And that book basically just laid out the, the milestones at three months, you'll feel this right. way at, you know, when you're. Um, when your abdomen is, you know, has protruded to a certain point, you can't oh sleep on your stomach anymore. Here are some positions to sleep on your stomach. But those, that book still did not address the emotional issues and the mental health issues and the things that you're now working with your clients with, Christina. So that's why I think this is so important that you are now in this space where you've been through it and, and you, you are such a hands-on mom. And I, I loved watching you when we were working together, how you were balancing. You were always in this state where you were this, you know, you, you were this balancing act of work and family. And we don't pay homage enough to that and really, you know, talk about what that looks like, that, you know, what that means with women, where when you when women are, are trying to balance work and life and, and you have infants and and pregnancy Ooh. involved, you got some emotional yeah. stuff because Jeez. you are not able to separate work from family. Yeah. You're trying to balance it. And men don't have that burden. You know, they don't have that emotional expectation of, hey, you're supposed to be home with the, with the kids today. They don't have that. Right. You know, they're 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 working their family life are 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 independent of, of, of one mm-hmm. another. So what you're doing is groundbreaking. I don't even know if balance exists at this point in my life. I'm kind of <laughs> just like, we gonna do what we yeah, gotta do. Sacrifice <laughs> but, us. Um, yes. But you're right. It is um it's one of those things where the word that stood out to me was expectation. So I do think that more and more dads are becoming hands-on. Like I do have a loving, supportive partner who, as soon as, soon as his foot hits the door, he knows it's daddy duties. Like Aww, just grab, find a baby or grab man. the baby. You know, that's I love that man. man. I'm gonna stick yeah. beside. Yes, I love, I love that man. I'm gonna keep him. He he is the best partner I could ask for. But like you said, there's there's different societal expectations for mothers that we sometimes carry, and that in mm-hmm. itself can put a lot of pressure on us and cause stress and take a toll on us as well because it's like well I'm a mom supposed to be doing these things you know I'm a mom I shouldn't be doing this I'm you know so some of that is kind of tied to how we're raised our expectations Um, and again I think 
what's important to point out as well, Vince, what you mentioned earlier about what women are going through. When you're a mom, like in my case, um, a wife, a mother, a business owner, um, typically I'm all those things at one time. Like I'm a black woman, wife, mother, all at one time most of the time and that doesn't even include the smaller roles like homeschool supplies means i'm inventory manager <laughs> okay like you know i gotta i'm the, I'm the email liaison for my homeschool yes. you know what i mean yes. i'm the accountant you know i'm the accountant yes. to look at these things um, so there's all these smaller roles and i remember even before i had kids if i could go back in time and change one thing I remember thinking, like, what do stay-at-home moms do? I take it back because this oh, is the oh most worst. Well, well, our families are like a business. It's like a small business, as, as, as you relate. you know. And then you, you said that the key word as far as this podcast and what we're talking about, being a black woman. Because black yeah. women, they face an even higher risk but receive less treatment when it comes to yeah. perinatal uh, care. They, they develop uh, yeah. perinatal depression more than, 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 than white women. Uh, Latino women even have a higher risk. Yeah. And um, I guess it's you know part of our, just like uh, when we talk about uh, mental health, the stigma uh, comes into play there that, oh, you should just love that baby or you should just love being pregnant. Mm-hmm. You glowing, girl. Shoot, I'm growing, girl, in my stomach. Come on now, give me a break, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. mm-hmm. definitely. So part of part of it definitely is a stigma, you know. Our people, I love our people, but like let's not be so positive and joyful that we're dismissing people's actual feelings. I yes. think one of the hardest things is, a, like, mm-hmm. as a black woman, let us feel what we feel and be quiet. Just, be, just, just be quiet. Like, just like there's been times where I'm like, say that again for the people in the back. You know, it, it just so we're still clear. talking. <laughs> yeah, the the hardest part I think is for black women too is typically it's not strangers. Even though people people do say ridiculous things when you're pregnant postpartum. Like, people, strangers are gonna say crazy stuff. Like, you know, and I was pregnant, I was like, you don't even look pregnant. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I got a whole child in my womb. You know what I mean? Like, you hear ridiculous things where you're like, what? Right, right. You know, like you like you had a baby. Okay, well, I got three kids, so you know, like, what, what does that mean? I don't know. People are gonna say things. You know, people will go to moms and say, oh, you know, you still look pregnant, which is very rude. Like, don't don't comment oh, on women's bodies. You know, let's let's not do that. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. But Fellas, don't do I that. Think also, just don't comment on women's body because you don't know what again. You don't know what someone's going through. You don't know what kind of experience that person has had. You don't know what they've gone through to have that baby you don't know about their birthing experience you don't know what kind of spaces women have navigated through but again more importantly i think with black women one of the challenges is not only do people say crazy things but a lot of times you have family and friends and it's frustrating when you're trying to explain what you feel the people around you because again as a culture we're not taught to be vulnerable and yeah. um talk about our feelings all the time right yep. Yep. you know so in the same way that you said like like for men like black men you guys are taught to be desensitized and not talk about your feelings and talk through things and cry through things but i feel like we, we underestimate the fact that black women are taught the same thing and mm-hmm. not just that but we're taught to absorb everything and everyone around us we're like the the emotional absorbers mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. we're sponges for everyone around us so it, it becomes really hard for black women to just for me for me to even express how i feel how i was feeling early on as a mom that in itself is really taxing because 
as a black woman, you're taught you're strong. And you know, our model as black women, we gonna do what we gotta do. Like we just doers. We're taught to be doers and get things done. Expressing something like, Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. uh, I'm sorry, but it just brought up, you know, that whole history that uh, McKeeb and I over the past two years have been talking about because black women had to be the heads of the household when, you know, went way back, you know, with the slavery and all that kind of stuff. And and, and like you say, absorbing you. How did the saying go? If mass is sick, we sick, all this kind of mess. And then let's fast forward to today. And we're still having those same experiences for uh, our women. And so, again, fellas and, and family, women and sisters and brothers and everything else, I mean, really uh, need to be sensitized to uh, this whole phenomenon, especially as it comes to uh, increasing our families with 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 children and and, and pregnancy and things like that. I, I'm sorry, it just I, I just went off on a, a, a on a mission there when you were talking. Um, yeah, because you, you're you're speaking from the perspective of the partner. I mean, and, and I mean, and this can be male, female, non-binary. Yes. I mean, you know, a, a person who's a partner in someone's life who is expecting a child, or as Christina was talking about, is trying to conceive that partner really does not they don't know how to give support because they don't really know what they're seeing you know if if a woman is expressing signs of depression or whether it's anxiety there there's not that space for that partner to be able to to understand what that person is is going through a lot of times because we're not the the person who is pregnant or trying to get pregnant we're not comfortable expressing anything outside of joy because it, it's perceived as oh you're ungrateful oh you you know you're sending negative hormones to the baby what's wrong with you like it's a very judgmental space they're gonna to be take in your kid pregnant. they're gonna take you right yes yes that's another thing you know you're not happy all the time you're an unfit mother you know you don't need to be sad and trying to raise kids or be pregnant i mean so 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 this is really important just for information for partners out there and 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 christina can can you tell us about what type of, of advice or how you navigate and work with clients who don't have a supportive partner or even worse have a have a partner who's i don't want to say abusive but but it's just not in touch with their partner emotionally to even be there to give support how do you help those clients find support outside of that space where they are not getting it great question mm. loaded question Ooh, mm. take a deep breath okay so oh, i'm sorry <laughs> that's, that's okay that's, that was a really powerful <laughs> question so the first thing i would say is when i'm working with women regardless of the scenario the first thing is our clients get so annoyed when I say this word, but it's all about solutions. Let's let's focus on what works. Like one of the hardest things with clients, the first step is working on the mindset and that we can't push aside mental health. Like that's that's real. So I'm not I'm not interested in saying like, oh, you said, well, brush it off. Like, no, we're not doing that. If you're sad, mm-hmm. let's feel what you feel. Um, but it's important to understand that if you only focus on the limitations around you, it's going to be hard for you to move forward. So the first thing is from a mindset standpoint, all the things that aren't working and don't serve you, we're not going to take our time and energy in those things. We're going to shift to what you can do and how we can help you move forward. So before you make a whole 55 page list about what you don't like, let's start first with what resources you have, you know, what solutions do work for you. Um, In this case, if your partner isn't supportive, but there's someone else around you, you know, family, friends, you know, let's focus on what support you can receive first. Right. So that Mm -hmm. and also getting creative. I think the hardest thing is moms 
there's so many things right now, especially right now. We're, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. I'm not sure if people right. just uh, yes. denial or what, but like, the pandemic is still out here on these streets, right? So <laughs> let's be real. Um, and someone like myself, a lot of moms, a lot of moms, all my clients are like me. They're spending the majority of their day at home, working from home with kids, you know, and or they have limited child care. So you have to be in tune with your reality. You know, mm-hmm. trying to book spa trips every week may not be something that's feasible <laughs> right now. So let mm-hmm. that go. Let it go, sis. Don't cry about it. Let it go. Just don't get yourself worked up. But, you know, yeah, but again, like, can we talk just just basic stuff? Like, it seems so small, but my thing first is like, let's get some basic needs met. Like, are are we showering? Are we eating? Are we sleeping? You know, which always people are mind blown, like, sleep? Yes. Like, like I'm speaking a different language. What? Like, I don't have time for that. Well, we're going to make time for it. And here's how we're going to, you know, and I walk clients through again, everyone's scenario is different, but let's, let's figure out how to make sure you're getting basic needs met. Of course, yes, you're moving your body and all that, but most of it is you got to be able to reframe your mindset to see what's around you, the potential to make changes. That's one of the biggest keys. Um, And also, again, as far as childcare and all of that, some people don't have childcare. It it is what it is. So, like, let's figure out how to, you know, create a schedule that works for you. Um, Let's figure out how to get creative with your downtime, things like that. So, again, everything's not going to look traditional where you can just leave your kid for eight hours a day at daycare but again mm-hmm. people get annoyed but i'm like but are you eating though okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like right. again, the foundation yeah. yeah but it's seems small but the thing about this you, you can't you can't really make pivotal life decisions if you're not able to to take care of your mm-hmm. basic needs first like if you're not eating and sleeping and getting fresh air um having a moment of peace it's going to be hard for you to, to navigate major decisions about daycare you see what I'm saying? Like we gotta start. We gotta start the basics. Here. People love to start and be like, "I'm ready to make a lot of choices." Okay, before we do that, let's talk about your sleeping routine. What? You know, because people love to say, "Like, well, I'm I'm not able to do these things because I don't have childcare because I'm not sleeping because I'm not." And I'm like, "Cool, so let's figure out how to address those things first before you get all tied up in what's not working." We we all have things right now that are not working for us, and we gotta be real about where you are. But there's power in understanding that you do have the ability to adjust your mindset and more importantly, focus on getting creative with solutions that work for your lifestyle. Stop going on Instagram, looking at other moms and what oh, they're yeah. doing in their household. Oh, yeah. It does not apply to you. Right. Um, yes. Stop worrying about even what you're talking about earlier. Um, some of us are taught things generationally, like just because your mom raised five, I'm making this up, I don't have five siblings, but it's because your mom raised five kids as a single mother and worked three jobs. does not mean you have to do that to be a good right. mom. Please That's stop. Right. Stop. That's right. You see That's what I'm right. saying? And I've heard it yes. before, like, oh, oh, my mom, my mom had, she had uh, six kids, she had no childhood, you know, and I'm like. 13. Yes. 13, we down there in the all. South. You know, it's like got 13 and 15 kids and, and, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Super like moms. Right, right. 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 But, yeah, but you're, you're you're striving to do something. You're, you're looking at an outdated model yes. that never worked yes. in the first place. Number one, <laughs> yes. but number two, people will tell you like, oh, when I was younger, I did X, Y, Z, but they don't tell you about how they were curled up in the corner crying and having having breakdowns regularly because right. I never, you see what I'm saying. So yes. Some of it is also unlearning some patterns and also creating your own reality and vision for what motherhood looks like. The way that mm-hmm. the way that I mother my children, the way that we run things in our household, it's what works for me and my family. And not to be rude, but like I really do not care about nobody else's household because <laughs> it's my household. These are my kids. Right. Are, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's no disrespect. It's just I can't do the things that the things that worked for my mom years ago, they don't work for me. This is decades ago. Like I can't do the same things you did. Um, mm-hmm. We're in a pandemic. I don't have the same 
support systems and you know what I'm saying so um sometimes moms too have to there's a fine balancing act between again you have to feel what you feel be real about where you are in your life but also not allowed to consume you to the point where you don't just take the small steps and the, the biggest thing that I love about working with my clients is that they literally are just doing small things they seem small but again mm-hmm. as small as it seems if you, if you said the last two years took the pro life and all of a sudden you're sleeping, you said brand new. Oh, yeah. Right. I, you know, in, in doing research for this, because yes. I, I, you know, I learned about postpartum depression, PBD, also known as perinatal mm-hmm. depression, uh, that it's a mm-hmm. mood disorder uh, that occurs during pregnancy or after a recent birth. And it can cause bonding issues between the mother and the baby, which contribute to everything mm-hmm. you was talking about, to sleep and feeding mm-hmm. problems, emotionally, uh, mental, developmental, verbal complications, all kind of stuff. And then the CDC says, you know, the symptoms think about it fellas think about it ladies the symptoms of that uh feeling guilty uh fears of harming the baby feeling angry isolating from the family feeling disconnected from the baby crying more than usual and we're facing this at a much larger scale than say on 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 white women and i mean you hear some of the i'm trying to think of uh uh even uh those Dwayne wade's uh wife who is that uh, uh gabrielle you she talked about you know having mm-hmm. post postpartum depression and uh, or some of those really uh, oh, wealthy people with resources. Yeah. Wealthy mm-hmm. people or famous, you know, whatever or fame. Uh, um, Scantlin. I, I can't think of the word right now. But when those uh, the situations happen where they actually kill their children, you know, because oh, of I mean, it went to that level mm-hmm. of mental illness, which is what it yeah. is. I mean, this stuff is exactly. is real. And think about how many people have babies, how many families, how many times this has happened over and over again but us as black people again we are receiving less treatment less focus on us as as we deal with it black women have a higher risk of of Mm -hmm. of of developing postpartum uh uh, depression right i I, I think what what coach what coach christina just said um vince is also very important with how she's making the correlation of how so many new moms or expecting moms are using the model of their mother or someone yes. in their family. You know, I had, you know, I raised seven kids on my own, you know, but but what we're not looking at is that most times those individuals were in survival mode. So we are the first generation that's actually now unpacking some of the, you know, generational trauma, things we haven't talked about, you know, I mean, and, and, and getting into that, those conversations of, Hey, you know, I'm not happy. I thought I was going to be happy when I got pregnant, but now I feel worse. And just and being comfortable and being okay and 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 having that safe space and having like I mean, what you're doing is is incredible, Christina, for especially for people that don't have that support from a partner or a family circle of, and, and and people around them at home for you to be that person where they can say, hey, you know, coach, you know, I, you know, didn't feel like getting out of bed today. And, you know, and for you to be able to mirror to them and say, hey, that's okay. Let's, you know, let's talk about why instead of girl, you better get up. You wanted this baby, you know, I mean, so, so yeah, we, exactly. we are now looking at, at a completely different level of how we communicate with moms and new moms. And it's, it's, it's a lot on us because we are we are the first generation and we have to also be patient with one another as we're doing this because 
we're bringing up things that we haven't talked about before and that, you know, a lot of times women that are expressing to their life coach that they're having issues, you know, with their mental health, they haven't even expressed that to their partner Mm. or their family. When you help a mom become emotionally, emotionally well, you're helping that child because that child is watching the mother's behavior. That child is not picking up so much on what the mom is saying, but the child is watching, you know, you know, a a mom that's sad or a mom that's introverted and and, and going inside of herself because she, you know, is, is dealing with so much external turmoil. And, and now we're finally having the conversations online where it's okay to say, Hey, you know, I'm depressed. I've got to get back on my meds you know, and, and to have those conversations with your doctor. Hey, how did psychotropic medications impact fertility or, you know, and can I have a baby and nurse and breastfeed when I'm on my medication for depression without it feeling like something that you're ashamed to talk about. So, so this is new for all of us and we're learning. And I, I wanted to ask you, Christina, do you also include partners um, when you're working with the um, with your clients sometimes? Like, do you have like things to, together where you include the partners in that space? Generally, I don't. But okay. I don't involve partners and in I don't get on my coaching calls with mom and partner necessarily. Okay. But, you know, if there are moms who you know, their partner is really hands on and they're trying to understand what can I what can I delegate at home? What can I take off my plate? And, I, you know, I'll ask those questions like, you know, mm-hmm. I've had moms who like their partner is really hands on and they're always trying to understand what can I do? And again, because we're not taught to delegate, it's yes. kind of a foreign language. And even that can be emotionally taxing where you're like, I know I need help, but I don't know where to start. But I will have those conversations with moms where I'm like, you know what, sis, get your little pen out. Because mm-hmm. we're going to make a list of things you can actually delegate. Instead of you being all up in arms saying that I need help, but I don't know how to delegate. Well, let's make a list of what you can actually delegate. You're, if, you're, if your partner is saying, I want to help, I want to help. Girl, get the help. Like, right. You have yeah. help, let's do it, right? But again, it becomes a conversation that let's make sure you understand what that looks like for you. Uh, let's make sure, again, you have solutions in place that work for you. So that way, when moms go and talk to their partners, if they have a partner who wants to help, they can actually have that conversation. It can be constructive and realistic for their circumstances. So, well, Coach, um, Coach, I, I apologize, awesome. but our, our time is, has, 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 boy, went so so quickly. Uh, I don't know. Are, are you looking for more clients? Can people reach out to you? Is there a way that uh, we can, uh, you know, just continue this conversation, uh, perhaps one-on-one with, with, with folks who actually need some support as it relates to uh, perinatal uh, wellness. Absolutely. So my website is www.journey the number two motherhoodfitness.com. So journey to motherhoodfitness.com. That's my website with all my business information to get in touch with me. Of course, see testimonials, learn more about my work. I'm also very active on social media at Coach Mom Wife Life is my personal IG. Um, you can find all my booking links there for. Um, coaching consultations and or I'm going to have some exciting announcements about some new programs and work that I'm doing as well. So I am active online and um, my business page at J2M Fitness 
again, working with Moms One on One, small group, and pretty soon I'll have some new programs dropping as well. Oh, well, we're going to definitely oh, uh, put that information out there for those that need. I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm going to be a whole different person when I go into Walmart now, when I see women walking <laughs> around, uh, whether they got a baby or not, or pregnant or not, I've just got a whole new appreciation. Thank you again, moms, you two, particularly all the moms out there for all that you have endured for us men. And uh, we're going to try to be better men. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do the dang thing together, right? That's right. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys allowing me to have this time to. Thank you. Thank Bikiba. you, Coach. Bikiba, yes. thank you. Yes. Bikiba. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you guys next time on Black Middle Matters. God bless. Bye-bye.